How about that? How about that? Wow. Wow, wow. Thank you. Great job, guys. Amazing, amazing. I want to say Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Man, I'm so glad that you guys are here. So thankful to be with our Momentum family. I tell you what, I love Christmas. Don't you love Christmas? I love it. Nothing like being woke up at 4 a.m. with the kids on the bed saying, wake up, daddy. Wake up, mommy. Now, I can't get them up for school. Can you get them up for school? I can't. But something about Santa Claus, they are up and at them and ready to get with it. I tell you, Jaden and I were talking on the way here this morning. Jaden said, daddy, he said, I already know. He said, I'm going to have a bunch of pillows around me because if Riley and Gavin wake up before I wake up, they jump on me. They jump on me and they hurt me. He says, so I got, I got a bunch of pillows. And so this, you may want to get a bunch of pillows. Um, man, I tell you what, I love Christmas time. You know, Christmas time is about generosity. That's what Christmas is all about. Today we finish up a six week series entitled, you're worth it. You're worth it. And today, um, today the message that I want to talk to you about is the joy of generosity, the joy of generosity. What's so cool is that generosity brings joy. Do you know that? Generosity brings joy. I, I got some, uh, some really good numbers to uh, let you know here. You may have seen them already, but we, last week we had our uh, Jesus birthday offering. We took that and uh, just so thankful for everybody's generosity. You know, six years ago, had a vision in Tampa. God was putting Momentum Church and forming it in my heart. And I had a vision that we would be able to help women who have been trafficked. And that was one of the big things that God really put in my heart. Several months ago, Michelle Jones, she's sitting right down here. Michelle and Kevin go to our church at Momentum. And Michelle came. So she said, I'd love to have a meeting. And God just broke her heart, man. You could see it. She was broken. You see, what we see and what we hear affects our heart, affects our heart. And uh, the things that she had seen, the book that you had read from Skip, um, really just God used to begin to form a vision. And I love that. It's kind of like a pearl, you know, God just works it over and over and something beautiful comes out. But God will never do something with someone until God, he'll never bless them, right, until he breaks them. And so when you see a vision and it's near and dear to God's heart, you'll be broken. She's broken and just you could tell what God was doing in her heart. She said, man, I, we, we're going to need several churches to help support us, Refuge for Women. And uh, this is, is not a shelter. This is a home. This is a safe place. It'll be a safe place for women to come. And uh, it's actually uh, on a national level. I wanted to have a chapter here in Florida. Am I correct? Is this the first one in Florida? Is that right? This is the first Refuge for Women, safe house in the state of Florida. But they're all over. And so nationally now, now locally, we have, have a house. And, uh, you know, whenever God begins working in your heart, you'll believe him for the impossible. Because you know you couldn't do it anyway, so why not believe big? Small dreams stir not the hearts of men. Are you with me? And she started, she's like, man, we're going to need a house donated. We're going to need this and this. We're going to need several different tiers. And we want you to be the, the main tier church. And, well, what's that cost? That's $10,000. And I was like, man, we're in. We're in. I wanted to do it by October. You know, and, and you just go by faith. 
God writes the bills. You with me? God pays for the bills. And, uh, and so, man, absolutely. God doesn't put something in your heart on accident. So six years later, here it literally was, six years later, uh, coming to fruition. And long story short, we just said, man, we'd love to do that. It takes about $70 a day for each lady to be taken care of as they restore them physically, mentally, emotionally. They help them get their lives back together and uh, women who have been trafficked. And then I love the fact you have even partnered, I think, with Starbucks from Pensacola to Panama City. And they're all like, we'll, we'll hire them. Absolutely. We'll train them. So just the community coming together. And what's so cool is we got to be a part of that last week. Last week, we collected uh, the Jesus birthday offering and we had a total of $33,270 come in. $33,270. I think we have a graphic we can even put up here in just a minute. But we had that that came in and, and we said, you know, our, our first 10%, I mean, the first, the first 10 we said that first 10,000 is what we are going to give right away. We're going to give that 10,000. Um, there it is right there. We're going to give the 10,000 right off the top. And someone said to me, well, what if y'all don't even get 10,000? I said, I'm not even thinking that. Are you kidding me? Momentum Church, the most generous people I know. We're going to go above 10 grand. And uh, even if, even if y'all hadn't, God would have, but you did. And I'm so thankful. Thank you for your generosity. I'm so glad we got to sow into it. My family, your family. And here's what's cool. We deposited $23,270 into the land, which actually took us over the 800,000 mark. We're at um, 771,000. Now we're at $800,074 for the land. That is money in the bank. Are y'all with me? So I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and today it's my honor and privilege to present you guys with a $10,000 check. So Michelle, Kevin, would you come on up here? Dr. Ben, would you grab the check and uh, let's give it up. Let's give it up for some of our very own Michelle. There we go. Yeah. Kevin, I'd help you up, but I think you got it, man. Good to see you, buddy. Love you guys. Yeah. So we just love you guys. We thank God for what he's doing in your heart and in your life. And we want to sow into it. When you sow good seed into good soil, you get great return. And, uh, and so $10,000, man, we're just believing. I want to pray with y'all. And God, we just love you. God, we thank you for everything that you're going to do. God, I thank you for every woman, Lord, that, that we're going to be able, through Refuge for Women, God, that we'll be able to impact their lives. Thank you that they'll come to know, if they don't know you already, that they'll know that there is a God in heaven who never abandoned them, who loves them. And God, we can't think of anything greater at Christmas time, Lord, than, than the joy that comes when we're generous. And Jesus, your generosity overwhelms us. And it's because of your generosity, Lord, that we give freely. And I thank you that you came to give us life. Thank you that you will return life to these women. I pray over Michelle and Kevin. I pray over their team. God, I pray that you give them wisdom from above. Give them the wisdom of Solomon. God, I pray. Give them the might of Joshua, the leadership of Moses, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. So proud of y'all. Love you, Michelle. So proud of you. Awesome. Well, generosity brings joy. Say it with me. I'm glad y'all said it. I had to take a drink there. Generosity brings joy. That's what Christmas is all about. 
Generosity brings joy, right? Like we're generous. I mean, this is the time where you get something for your neighbors. You cook for them. Don't put anything in it. You know, there's no, no X slacks or nothing like that. You, you know, you're like nice on Christmas, you know, you're like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them this. I'm going to walk across. I'm going to give them a card. I'm going to wish them a Merry Christmas. There's something about Christmas that just kind of helps us get in this generosity rhythm. Why? Because that is what Christmas is all about. Christmas is filled. Christmas is filled with generosity. And because of that, Christmas is filled with joy. As I was reading and studying for this message, I, I was reading the stories and, and only two of the gospel writers record Jesus' birth. Do you know that? Matthew records it and Luke records it. The doctor, Dr. Luke, he records it. And uh, Mark and John, they just kind of go right in. They mention like a verse, like Jesus, you know, but they, they, they don't give the account but we got Matthew and we have Luke. And in those accounts, what I read was the joy that was there. I mean, it's crazy. You got shepherds. We're going to get into scripture in just a second. But you have, you have shepherds that they're out there and the angel appears. And then all of a sudden a bunch of angels appear and, and they're filled with joy. And they're like, we got to go see this baby. They're filled with joy. But even before that, Mary, Mary is approached by an angel. And the angel of the Lord shows up. And the angel says to her, he says, you're going to have a child and this child is going to be of God. She's like, how can I have a child? I've not, I've not been with a man. How can I have a child? No, no, no. The, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will conceive a child in you. It's called the incarnation. We believe in it. And that is what is different than anything else. That's what, that's what separates Christianity from anything else. Jesus was not just a man, though he was a man. Jesus was God. Amen. He was 100% and 100%. God Almighty. Transubstantiation. God in the flesh. He's God. Almighty God, but he's almighty man. He's in heaven, but he's in earth. He's a baby, but he's worshiped in heaven. Are you with me? Now, when God comes, Mary finds out. And she has to go tell Joseph. And Joseph is like, what? 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 Run that? Do you expect me to believe that? Right? That's what we probably would have done. But no, he didn't want to embarrass her. And he pulls away and he's thinking and an angel appears to him and he says, no, this is a God. Trust me. It's a God thing. He's like, well, one of me thing. It's a God thing. Stay with her. And he stays with her. And even before that, you rewind and there's Elizabeth and, and Elizabeth is, is ready to, to have a, a baby. And that baby's going to be John the baptizer, Jesus cousin. And, and when Mary goes to see Elizabeth, the Bible tells us that, that the baby inside Elizabeth, John, who would be known as John the Baptist or John the baptizer, he leaped for joy. He leaped for joy. There's joy there. There's joy. Then the wise men, when the wise men, they came and they knelt and they bowed and they worshiped him. They were filled with joy and they brought their gifts to honor him. They're filled with joy. There's something about joy at Christmas time. Why? It's because you cannot detach Christmas and generosity. They go together. I want you to look at Luke 2. Look, let's look at Luke 2. That night there were shepherds. They were staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them they were terrified but the angel reassured them what a great message for christmas time don't be afraid 
You know, that's 365 times mentioned in the Bible, one for every day. His mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Don't be afraid, he said. Why? And we're going to come back to this after we read all the scripture. He says, I bring you good news. Someone say good news. Someone say good news. Come on, turn to the person beside you and say good news. I bring you good news that will bring great joy. Here it is to all people, to all people, the savior. Yes. The Messiah, the Lord, has been born even today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory To God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Like, are you kidding me? He told us, let's go, let's go, let's go. They hurried to the village and they found Mary and they found Joseph. And there was the baby, and the baby was lying in a manger. This is the definition of worship. Are you ready? After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone. See, worship is recognizing who he is. And when you see who he is, you want to tell everyone. Because you don't want to keep it just to yourself. You know what I'm talking about? It's like eggnog. Right? You want to share that stuff. It's good. Right? Someone's saying no. I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> it's good news. The shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel said to them about this child. Something different about this child. Something different about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But watch, 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 watch. But Mary kept all these things in her heart. She kept all these things in her heart and she thought about them often. See, when you get a vision from God, you don't go around just telling everyone. When God gives you a vision, you keep the vision to yourself. You think about it. You pray about it. You pray it through till you talk to other people about it. And that's what she did. She pondered them. One, one version says she pondered them. She kept them. She relished it. She thought over it. She kept that in her heart. The shepherds, they went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and all that they had seen. And it was just as the angel had told them, just as the angel had told them. Luke chapter two, eight through 20. I love this. But my favorite part as I was studying this was the part in verse 10. Can we go back to it real quick? Let's look at it. Verse verse 10. We're going to talk about good news today the good news what i love about this is this this is the angel reassuring him the angel says i bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people good news will bring great joy that's the message in a sentence good news will bring great joy what is awesome is the good news was that the good news 
had come into our galaxy, into our planet, into our earth, and had touched down. In other words, the good news was right on point. What's the good news? Christ is born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the good news. But you got to realize that Jesus is the good news. Look at, look at what Corinthians says real quick. Let's go there. Let's read that verse. First Corinthians 15, we'll read one through four. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters of the good news. This is Paul speaking that I preached to you before you welcomed it then. And you still stand firm in it. It is this, someone say good news. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. I passed on to you what was most important. We were doing so good. Next screen, please. Thank you. There we go. Important. And what had also been passed on to me. Here it is. Here it is. Christ died for our sins. But he didn't just die for our sins, as the scripture said. He was buried and then he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. I love that. What is the good news? The good news is that Jesus died for us. He was buried and he rose again. That is the definition of the good news. So when the angels are appearing, they're saying good news is going to bring great joy to all people. Why? Because he came for all people. He died for all people and he resurrected for all people. That is the good news is that the good news is that the good news is in full effect. That's the good news. Why? Because the good news will bring great joy. The good news will bring great joy. That's what it's all about. Look at this. Jesus in his own words says this, Luke 19, 10, for the son of man. That's how Jesus referred to himself for the son of man. And you notice it's capitalized. For the son of man came to, what does it say? To seek and save those who are lost. That's me. That's you. We were lost without him. We had no hope. He is hope. Hope has a name. And that name is Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Why? Because God is for us. He's for us. I love that. But then I also love this verse, John 3.16. You know this one. You know this one. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, right? Or he loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish, what? But have eternal life. But at Christmas time, verse 17 is right on, right on time. Amen. Look at it. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God sent his son. That's Christmas. Now watch, watch, watch. In a world of fake news, fake news. Do you hear me? Fake news. And I'm not even just talking on TV. I'm talking about when someone lies to you. And you lie to somebody. When we exaggerate, when we stretch the truth just a little bit. When we bend it just a little bit. The white lies, right? In a world of fake news, God sent us good news. 
And that good news was that the perfect son of God, who one day that little baby that jumped for joy would later be baptizing in the Jordan River and he would see his cousin Jesus walking down. He wouldn't say, what's up, cuz? What's up? No, no, no. No, he would say, whoa, everybody look. The lamb, the lamb of God who will take away the sin of the world. That's him. Everybody look at him. I'm just a voice crying in the wilderness to make straight the way of the Lord. That's him. That's the one we've been looking for. The one we've been waiting for. The one we've been hoping and praying for, longing for, desiring for. He's here. And that's what Christmas is all about. Because the good news will bring great joy. The good news is that Jesus came. He's here. Now watch. How does that play out? If Jesus was never born, Jesus could have never lived a perfect life. If Jesus was never born, Jesus could have never died a perfect death. If Jesus was never born, Jesus could have died and shed his blood for us. And his blood is what washes away our sins. The perfect, perfect blood of Jesus. The spotless lamb of almighty God. Perfect atonement for our sins. If Jesus had never been born, Jesus could have not only not lived a a perfect life and died a perfect death, shedding his blood for us, but he would have never resurrected. And the resurrection is what separates us. Jesus is alive. It all was about him coming. God sending not to judge, but to save. God knew you and I needed a savior. That's what Christmas is all about. And there's not one person in here that's gone too far, fallen too low, messed up too much, ran too fast, that God's love and mercy will not embrace you and forgive you and change you and wash you and make you new. Not one person. Well, you don't know me. Listen, listen. Last night, there are two people sitting right down here Erin is a school teacher. Erin with the pretty red hair. She's a school teacher. And she, she, uh, in, she's working with her student in seventh grade. And her student said, will you pray that my dad will come? They started praying for her dad to come. Last night, he sat right there. They sat in my seats. And I sit anywhere. I don't care. That's not like anything special. I sit wherever. I was like, don't move him. Let him sit right there. I sat right next beside him. And when we gave the invitation, his hand went up immediately. It's the first time here. But it goes, it goes better than that because you know what? When I sat down, he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he said, thank you. He said, thank you. I needed that. He said, I haven't been to church in over 10 years. Thank you. That's what Christmas is all about. It's God leaving heaven. And coming to earth so one day we could leave earth and go to heaven. God leaving perfection and his glory. And coming down here and being born as a baby. Having his bottom wiped. Crying. Learning to walk. I'm talking about the creator. Learning to walk. But he came for a reason. He came for a purpose. And that purpose was to seek and save. Why? Because good news will bring great joy. Would you bow your heads real quick? If you're here, I want to ask you, if you're here and you say, Pastor Tim, I know I'm a Christian. 
I know that beyond a shadow of doubt. I'm a Christian. If that's you, would you raise your hand all over? Would you hold it up high? That's great. Would you put it down? I want to talk to you just for a second. If you're a Christian and you say, you know what, Tim, I'm not close to God. I'm not living for God. I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not as close to God as I should be. Can this Christmas be all about the return? Can this Christmas be all about rerouting? Can this Christmas be about realizing how holy yet humble God Almighty is? That he would come to this earth because his love was wonderful enough to pursue us. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. If that's, that's you, you're a Christian, you're like, Pastor Tim, I'm, I'm not as close to God as I should be, as I want to be, but I'm going to make it right right now. I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to get some things right. If that's you, would you raise your hand up all over? You'd hold it up. Hold it up high. That's right. In Navarre, hold it up high. That's right. All over. So many hands. God loves you. He, he loves you. Know that today. If you ever doubted his love, Christmas is the ultimate reminder that he loves you. He loves you. And then if you're here today and you put down your hand, if you're here today and you've never accepted the gift, it's the gift of God. It's the greatest gift ever given. You've never received the gift of God. You know, John 3, 16, we break it down and basically it's this, God loves, so God gave. We believe, so we receive. It's as simple as that. It wasn't easy, but it's as simple as that. God loved, so God gave. If we believe, we receive. Would you just believe that he is not only the Savior, but that he came to be your Savior? Would you believe that he loved you enough to die, shed his blood, and rise again for you? Would you believe that he is the Lord, he's the Messiah, that Jesus Christ is Lord? Would you believe that? If you would, would you pray with me with heads bowed? We never like to end a gathering without giving the great opportunity that is all through scripture and all through eternity. God calls out to man. He's calling your name today. In studying, I noticed how all the angels, they sang for joy at Jesus' birth. But then we read in scripture that the same angels Rejoice when someone is born again. Something about birth that makes the angels sing. If that's you today, would you pray with us? We'll all pray together so that no one prays alone. You're not praying to me or through me. I'm a man. I'm a human. I'm not perfect. No perfect people allowed. You're going to pray to Jesus. Would you pray to him? Would you just say this, dear Jesus, I feel your love. And I receive your love. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising again. I declare Jesus is Lord. And I give you my life. And I receive your life. Now teach me how to live. In Jesus' name. Amen. With heads bowed and eyes closed. Last night there were... Man, 15 hands here at this campus, six in Navarre. You just prayed that prayer. You have passed from death to life. You've been made brand new. You've been power washed. You're brand new. You're clean. I want you to hold that hand up high. We're going to get you a, what we call a birthday bag that has a Bible in there and some other little gifts for you that will help you. 
take your next right step of faith. If that's you, I want you to hold your hand up. Don't be shy. Don't, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Hold it up on the count of three. Spirit of God, give courage. One, two, three. Right now. That's right. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up.